Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Isaiah chapter 40. And I want to say in advance, Merry Christmas. Are you ready for Christmas? How many of you have all your shopping done? How many guys you're waiting until Christmas Eve? Okay, I got you. I know, I know, I know. That's when you start texting your wise friends, hey, what does she really want? But this year, I kid you not, through prayer and inspiration of God, on my own, without texting any of her friends, I got her what she really wanted, and I told her, And but she's so excited, she's told the whole family, so... I mean, if you, you know what you're going to eat on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. Do you have your meal? Have you sent out your cards? And I want to say this. When we're talking about preparing for Christmas, to me, it goes way beyond the tree, the food, the gifts, our friends, our family. It goes, it is Christmas. It is a celebration of Christ. But really, the way we prepare for Christmas is Advent. And I want to ask you, how are you preparing for the coming of God? And I want to say, just in these few moments with each other, I believe God is going to give us the greatest Christmas gift ever and that we can experience a Genesis week. Whatever area in your life has been broken, that has been dark, confused, controlling you instead of you controlling it, I'm telling you today, we are going to experience through the power of Advent, a Genesis week where God is going to create a whole new mind, a whole new will, and we will become new people because we are anticipating the coming of the Lord. Can you say amen? And again, I love Advent and because it, we, can not, we not only use it to prepare for now, but for the rest of the year. If you have Isaiah chapter 40, I want to begin to read verse 31. And I love this. It says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. How many of you need your strength renewed? They shall mount up with the wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. In the word wait here, I want you to write this down. If you're a note taker, wait in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 means to wait. It means to look for that you're expecting, that you're expecting something to happen. Those who wait, hope, and expect are the ones who renew their strength. I want to say this, this Christmas right now, starting today, we can wait passively or we can wait actively. I want to be an active participant with the Holy Spirit who's drawing us into an experience with the coming of the Lord. Can you say right now? And I want you to just write this down. I believe Advent should be expected. Advent is meant to be expected. One of my favorite games with the boys, when Jake, John, and Jude were little, they were all on uh, little league teams. And so we'd go out, I, would, I taught them how to throw, how to catch a grounder, how to catch a pop-up, and I would hit grounders to them. And I would go, boys, you're ready. 
Boy, Jude, 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 look over here. Come on, John, for goodness sakes, are you ready? And Jake, even at the age of three, Quincy's age, he goes, Dad, I weigh, hit it to me, hit it to me. And he's always doing that. I mean, he was expecting. And 90% of the time, guess what? Jake, he caught the ball. The other two got a little bit distracted. And many times they didn't catch the ball. They were hit by the ball. And can I say, sometimes that's how we approach Christmas. Sometimes we're so distracted in such a busy season. We're looking for Jesus in the gifts, the present, the tree, and the meal. But Jesus Christ lives in the heart of the one who is expecting, who's watching, who's waiting, who's looking, and not just at Christmas all year round. Can you say yes? Come on. Now, let me just say this. Advent is an arrival of a notable person. If, you, if a president would come to Ventura, there would be much preparation anticipating his coming. When Becky and I were in Italy, they were expecting us where the place where we stayed. They made it ready. I have a question today. Christ will be celebrated and is being celebrated around the world, but are we expecting his coming? I want you to write this down. Christmas means Christ's celebration, a mass of Christ, a celebration of Jesus. Advent in Latin means the coming, the coming of a notable one, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And it's the way, get this, it's the way that we prepare that determines how we expect and experience Advent. We are not expecting just a barista or a friend, we are expecting the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to show up in our lives right now, tomorrow, forever. Amen. Can you say amen? And I want to just say this, in the rush of preparing for all different elements of Christmas, we are forgetting sometimes to prepare ourselves for the Advent, which in Latin again means coming. I love Advent because it is a spiritually powerful season that possesses, get this, a permanent quality to our life of faith when we activate it. We have to activate Advent. And I'm telling you, I sense today, even in my own heart, as I've reflected on just this season, I'm expecting Christ to come and change my life and give me a Genesis effect where it's been dark, it'll be light. Where it's broken, it will be fixed. Where my will was no longer my own, I now have a freedom because of the Advent, the coming of the Lord. Can you say amen? Now, there are four dimensions in coming. And again, that's what Advent means. It's coming. First is when Israel was expecting or looking for God to become a man, and they were looking for Christ, the Messiah. And he broke into space and time 2,000 years ago. Now, today, we look for his second coming. And you may want to write this reference down, Revelation 22:17. Come on, I hear it today. The spirit says come. The bride, that's us. The church says come. Whoever is thirsty, come and you will have a personal advent. So I want you to get this. When it comes to the coming of the Lord, he broke in time 2,000 years ago. We are anticipating his coming at the end of time. But let me tell you the greatest time that Christ came to me. And really, I was like the boys. I wasn't even looking for God. I love it when people say, oh, 
oh yeah, I found God. Well, he wasn't lost. You were. He found you. And can I say, I wasn't looking for God. And if I was looking for God, I was looking for God in all the wrong places, looking for God in too many faces. But the great, you had to get that one in. Come on. The greatest advent for me, I was in eighth grade and I was at a youth camp. And that's why I love children's ministry, youth ministry, young adult ministry. We have a Bible college. And I'm telling you, when God came to me, I knew two things. Number one, that he was real. Number two, that I was a sinner. But number three, he loved me and he came into my heart. And I would say the greatest coming, the greatest advent didn't even happen at Christmas. It was Christmas in July. And I experienced Jesus Christ. And as a result of that advent I was converted I was born again my life wasn't perfect but I knew the journey in the motion of my life had changed that I was going this direction but his coming came to me and his coming was nothing but good did you see my Quincy he comes out on stage when he sees Becky he calls her BB he starts doing like this can I say some of you still haven't raised your hand in church you know when you'll do this when you see your BB called Jesus Christ, come to your heart, come to your mind, come to your will, you'd be going, Lord, I adore you. Can you say amen? Now, again, four dimensions of Advent. Number one, he broke in time 2,000 years ago. Number two, he will end time when he comes, that final time. Number three, he breaks into our world when he comes and we're born again. But I have good news. You don't have to just celebrate Christmas right now. Even after you eat the turkey, whether you have it on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, you can experience Jesus coming every day of your life and as a result have a Genesis week in your life where you'll never ever be the same. Amen. And so I want to give you just a four-dimensional way to begin to think about Advent again, which means coming. Number one, he broke in time 2,000 years ago. Number two, he won't end time at the end of time, but he came to us. How many of you remember the day Jesus became your reality? I can't forget it. You could forget someone's birthday. You could even forget your own birthday. And you know what they say. There are two important days. Number one, the day you were born. Number two, the day you discover why you were born and that's when we became born again and number four we can experience God right now through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit can you say amen and then the next one I want you to write this down Advent is not only to be expected I'm expecting Jesus to show up number two it should be experienced and I, I wrote this down there are three things that are necessary for all of us to experience Advent I want you to write these three things things down. Number one, I think we need to become present in this present moment. Let's say it this way. We need to become aware in this present moment. In this time of year, I, I just watching, we I went and tried to shop and Oaks Mall was so busy. It's like, okay, I've been spoiled because of the pandemic. Back online, Amazon. I mean, it's just 
so busy and chaotic. Can I say we sometimes, I want you to get this, not just at Christmas, but when our lives become so, so busy and we're multitasking, I actually think it is an illness that we haven't experienced the coming of the Lord in that moment. I want to be aware of God's presence all year, not just at Christmas, not because I'm hearing my favorite Christmas songs, but all year long, I want to slow down. Come on, take a deep breath with me. Slow down, and I want to be aware of the presence of the Lord. Now, you need to write this down. You know why this is important? We will never experience Advent without faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Write this down, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. There's that expectation, the evidence of things not seen. You say, well, I've never seen God. Well, I've never seen a headache, but I have felt a headache. And can I say, Jesus says, come and see. You will not see unless you come. But I feel the Holy Spirit saying this to the church. Our church's best days are just ahead. On New Year's Day online, you will not want to miss that message. I have had a vision of where we're going in 2023. And I'm telling you right now, I love how the Bible ends. The Spirit says, come. The bride says, come. City Church, California says come and why we have faith for the coming of God right now in our lives and we have to be Christians that are not always regretful of the past if your past this past year was dark dismal confusing let it go I have a word from the scripture for you forget those things of the past get this and reach for, you know extend yourself to the things that are in the future you know where I believe the church and the nation and we're at right now and why we need this coming of God is because we are like trapeze artists in a great circus and we know we need to let go of the past. I want to stand up. Someone here, let go of it. Let go of your past. I don't care how many times you failed. I don't care how many times you felt like it was your fault. I don't care how many times you bruised your knee and your will and your emotions and it caused pain in your life and others. Let go of the past because if we don't let go of the past, we cannot reach to the future. Are you with me? And I'm clapping with you. It's like, yeah, that's good. But you've got to understand this. You know why we don't let go of the past and reach to the future? Because it's that advent that has the power. When we let go of one trapeze, which is the past, we're suspended. We're suspended and we don't like that feeling. It's the feeling of being unsure, not in control. And you feel gravity of living will pull you down. But there is something greater than the gravity of sin, humanity, and the world. And that is the uplifting presence of Jesus Christ that will carry us until our destiny reaches us. And with a firm grip, we hold on to it. Why? Because we have faith because we have settled ourselves and we know the God who began a good work will finish it to the day of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? I really do believe that. I, I just love that. And so everyone say, let it go. You say, where did you get that? The epistle of frozen, okay? 
Amen, 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 amen. The next one is this. I believe if we're going to rediscover or experience this coming of the Lord, remember he came in, in time. He'll come at the end of time. He comes when you're converted, not just religious or just believing, but in a relationship. And he can come right now, and please hear me, and give you a Genesis week, which we all need a recreation. I believe, get this, we will rediscover Advent. And I love this so, so much. When we'll discover it, we must let go of our expectations of God, Advent, and Christmas of the past. You've heard of Christmas past? No expectation. Well, I want God to do this. I want God to do that. I want this present, that present. Won't you let go of all your expectations that brought frustration, hurt, pain and bitterness and allow God just to come into your neighborhood and begin to redesign you. God did not come to make Jude a better Jude. God did not come to make me more moral and that's not a bad idea. I think we need morals in the nation. God came to elevate me to a higher creation that I'm not only Jude, I now have Jesus in Jude and this Jesus in Jude is the greatest greatest advent that's ever happened because when Christ the son of God comes into a man or a woman you're a different person the old has gone the new has come so my expectations are different now when I was a kid I expected certain gifts at Christmas now as a man can I tell you I really the only thing I want I want my grandkids happy I want to have good turkey because I am a turkey and I just want to worship Jesus with my family are you with me on that? I think sometimes just letting go of those expectations in number three, I would say this. I think it's trusting God for something new. I mean, I'm telling you, Becky, she really thinks she has me figured out. How many think she does? Oh, I don't know, Becky. You're not getting a lot of votes. Her friends are raising her hand. I'm telling you this year, because I'm pretty predictable, but this year what I got her, she, she started crying with tears of joy. She goes, that's really what I wanted. How did you know? I go, the Lord showed me something new. <laughs> you know what Advent brings? It brings the freshness of something new. Write this down. You could have a new mind with this coming, a new heart. And God says that this is the new covenant I'm going to make with you. When this advent comes, it's Christ. He is advent. He's going to give us a new heart, a new mind, a new soul, a new song, a new spirit. It's a new covenant. We are a new creation because of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? I'm going to invite the team to come up. How can you experience Advent? I want to just write these words down. I'm just list them. And then I'm going to lead us in a guided prayer. Number one, praying. Just simply praying. I played pickleball for the first time on uh, Friday. I was, you said, well, I haven't prayed in a long time. Pick up a new sport, you'll start praying real quick. <laughs> and the guy I was playing against, my goodness, he was a professional. You know, it was, you're, I, I don't know, it's not good to play pickleball and try to do it like tennis. It's not good to try to play baseball like football. But can I tell you, God can give us a new thing. How? Through praying. I want you to write this other word, listening. That's why we need to slow down, just to listen to what God is saying to us in this moment. I want you to write this one down, trusting. I'm learning the days we're living in, it's requiring a lot more trust. 
I think we could have gotten by in days gone by trusting the Lord with half your heart. But today, we have to trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, we'll acknowledge him, and he will make our path straight. Another one is expecting. That is hope. I am expecting miracles in my life, in my family, with my wife. I just want to stop and say something. We're going to end. I'm going to lead you in a guided prayer. I don't know if I had faith for what happened with Becky and I in Italy. We have become a new couple. There were times we could argue three times in one afternoon. That doesn't happen anymore. There'll be a little flare up here or there. And it's, you know, what the enemy does, you see, you'll always be that way. And Advent teaches you to talk back and say, no, devil, you're going to always be that way. I'm a new man and she's a new woman. And Advent has come to us. And because of that, we have a new Genesis effect in our lives. Can you say amen? Write this down. How about adoring? Just adoring God. Just adoring God. Reflecting and confessing. I want us to do this. If you have your Bibles, go with me to John chapter 1. Advent simply is coming. He came in time. He'll come at the end of time. He's coming right now for your conversion. Taking you beyond mental ascent that there is a God into an organic, living, breathing relationship where his presence comes throughout our lives, throughout our days. The Bible starts, it commences this. In the beginning, God created The Bible's not written for us to use to debate those who do not believe. It says, in the beginning, God. He just says, it's me. It's always me. And he says, in the beginning, God created. I want you to just reflect. In the beginning, God created. So I want to begin to pray that. But you're going to John chapter 1. And the words with John chapter 1 verse 1 are parallel to the words in the beginning, the commencement of the Bible. And so in the beginning, God, the God of might, power, and creation created Meaning things out of nothing. God didn't need materials to create the material world and matter in the stars. And then John says this. I want you to pray this with me. Pray it in your mind. Pray it under your breath. Pray it in your heart. John says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Now, the Greek word is logos. In the beginning, pray this with me, was logic. In the beginning was self-expression. In the beginning was infinite order. God, we come, you created everything perfect with order, but something has gone wrong, O logic of God. We pray now, O Lord, where our lives are broken, dysfunctional, where it seems like hell has struck again. In the beginning, you, God, created out of nothing everything. Lord, hell's strategy is to take who we 
we are and make nothing out of us. But God, your strategy is to take our nothingness and bring sense and logic and life. And Lord, you said in your word, let's pray, verse 2, he was with him in the beginning and all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. God, you made us. We are not an accident. We didn't just evolve. We are a creative act of who you are. And God, if you created us, you can remake us. You can give us that fresh start. I like this one. In him was life. Come on, that Zoe life, not just bios, but Zoe life and that uncreated life. Come on, right now, receive God's life, uncreated life, life that cannot be sick, life that cannot be killed, life that cannot be put down. It is uncreated life. In him was life and that life was the light of men and light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot master it. The darkness cannot comprehend it. The darkness cannot rule over it. God, we will have our wills back. We will not be uh, ruled by darkness and confusion. But God, we are ruled by the light of God. Can you say amen? And I like this. He made the world and he was in the world, but the world did not know him. God, we pray right now, our family members, our friends, our neighbors, California, God, we live in this world. You made this world. You came in this world, but this world did not know you. God, we pray for a salvation experience today for those online, for those in this auditorium, for uh, those who will celebrate Christmas with. Come on, I want you to pray right now, anyone you know that'll be around your Christmas table, do they need to know God? Do they need to enter into a relationship with God? Then he says this in John. He said he came to his own, but his own did not receive him. Why? They weren't expecting his coming. God, I believe you're in this room right now. Your coming is present and can manifest in every one of us in online. And God, it says, but as many, come on, as received him, he gave them the authority and the right to become children of God. We are not just believers. We're children of God. We're not just sinners. We're children of God. And we don't have to be afraid in anymore. We belong to God. I have the DNA of Christ. My fallen DNA is now trumped by a higher, perfect, divine DNA. And God, I will not be demonized in thought. I'll be divinized in my thinking. I have a God on the inside of me. I'm God's son. I am God's son. You are God's daughter. I don't care what happened in your life. You belong to God. You're a child of God. And I love verse 14. Look at 14. This is Christianity and the word and that self-expression and the logic became a human being and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. Come on, let your inner eye be open. Instead of seeing your tragedy, begin to see his glory. The only glory of begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This Christmas, I don't want to be filled with my past, filled with anxiety, filled with hurt and pain. I want to be filled with grace and truth that I 
can behold the glory of the only begotten of the Father, the Logos becoming a human being, intenting in tabernacling with us. What is Christmas? It's Emmanuel with us. It's God coming and making us a temple. God, our bodies are a temple. Our minds are the temple. Our spirits are the temple where we can experience the greatest advent, and that is right now with Jesus Christ, the Word made human. In Jesus' name, Merry Christmas. I want you to stand with me. Will you mutter something with me as we end? This is how the Bible commences, begin. Say it with me if you know it. I'll say it two or three times. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. Let's say it again. Aren't you glad he didn't say in the beginning, the Republicans? In the beginning, the Democrats? In the beginning, America? In the beginning, Argentina? I hope they won. In the beginning, God. Now get this. And he created. That word in Hebrew, there are two words for create. When he created Adam, he took something, dirt, and he created man. When he created the woman, who's the crescendo of all creation, he took a rib from man and he created Eve. When he saw the woman, he goes, can't do any better than that. Give me a latte, Michael. (laughs) And he's Sabbath. But when he created the world, he did not need anyone. Now get this. He spoke everything into creation. He said, let there be light. And there was light. And that was the first day. And the first day was evening, then morning. God didn't create the sun, the moon, and the stars till the fourth day. God doesn't need sun, moon, and stars to give us light. He is light. And in him is the light of men. Come on. I need light. America needs light. California needs light. Now get this. It says in John 1, All things were made through him. And by him, nothing was made that was made. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created. That word bara, B-A-R-A, which means in Hebrew to create absolutely out of nothing. I'm God. I could just say it. It's going to happen. And you know what bar is? Today, if you're Jewish and you're a son or if you're a gal, bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah, that word bar is son. They added the A, which means he created out of nothing. How? Through his son, all things. What is broken in our lives? What is keeping us in the cul-de-sac of hell? What is always bringing us back? Can I tell you right now, you will know, I will know when I have a Genesis week, when I am able to let go of that trapeze and grab on to Christ as he's gripped me and go into my future. You can have the greatest Christmas of your entire life and poison prepared for the new year. I'm going into 2023 with a bank and a shout and a faith and an advent. Amen. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com, and click Give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.